It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Number one. Miss any part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hanson Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Great song. Yeah. Yeah. If you could bring back a few of these bands from that time period and get a collaboration going, kind of like we saw last year in the rap industry, it would be incredible. So next, next year, kind of a 90s grunge collaboration. Be great. But the ones that are still alive... But so many, so many are gone. Yeah, you can do something like with the, uh, you know, how they have the, uh, with Michael Jackson, they had the, what was it, the video of him, the hologram. Oh, like yeah. maybe a hologram with uh, Nirvana. Yeah, they did a hologram with Biggie and Tupac. They did. Yeah, <clears throat> and that worked. I thought it was really good. Of course, I'm sure Courtney Love's not giving that up. So. No, Courtney will find a <laughs> no. way to mess up all of the fun. All did, right. Uh, did the Smashing Pumpkins ever do a halftime? No. No. What about Pearl Jam? No. No. <laughs> well, those are good bands. I don't think the kids these days want to see Smashing Pumpkins. What about, did Garth Brooks ever do a halftime? No, Garth Brooks did a national anthem once. But did not done a halftime. But has not done a halftime, and I think that would be fantastic. You would think a Garth Brooks halftime would be pretty good. Were you guys a little bit surprised that that girl last night didn't bring out any other people? Look, if I don't have to share the stage, I'm not going to. It's my time to shine. You're going to run it solo? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want people to talk about me. I don't want anybody else still in the limelight. Well, what about Lee Greenwood? Hey, they came back from break, and I heard Lee Greenwood being played. Like, there was a moment. They were playing Lee Greenwood in the stadium, and Jenny looks at me. She's like, oh, please, did you hear that? I'm like, yeah, I heard it. <laughs> and I hope he burns. And I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, the halftime was not good. 
They could do better. They need to do better. Jenny's sitting there like, oh, please don't lose your mind at this party. Please, <laughs> don't embarrass don't me, please. <laughs> He's going to break. Um, the Pac-12 has just released a statement. You ready for this nothing burger? The 10 Pac-12 universities look forward to con- uh, consummating. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word they use. No, it's not. It is. <laughs> <laughs> he said <Yeah>. consummating. <laughs> Oh, Beavis and Butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of people not knowing what we're, young kids not knowing what we're talking about. Yeah. The 10 Pac 12 universities look forward to consummating successful media rights deal in the very near future. Based upon positive conversations with multiple potential media right partners over the past weeks, we remain highly confident in our future growth and success as a conference and united in our commitment to one another. Just announce a deal already then. And by the way, in the in the past weeks, you've had months to be working on this. Oh, it's a bad statement. You're like, better off not releasing a statement than this nonsense. There's a Jake and Ben converse, a topic that could be had here. Like, what would we like to consummate <laughs> on this show? Stop it. <laughs> oh, boy. I cannot believe they put out this statement. Are they that desperate? Is there that much negative attention yes, out there? There's a lot of negative attention. You know how you fix that is that you just get a deal done and quit screwing around. You and get don't put out a statement and say, "Hey, we're close." Did they, are they? Are they said the very near future, based upon positive conversations with multiple potential media right partners over the past weeks. Is he putting this out for? The remaining universities? But he wouldn't. He would just call the presidents. Yes. And say, hey, we're doing really well. He wouldn't put out a public release. What is this trying to do? Is this for the Pac-12 fan base to try to calm them down? Is this to try to show the Big 12, hey, we're all unified. Oh, look, Washington, Oregon, their logos are still included on this release. Uh, I don't know the purpose in this. Yeah, well, you graduated in this, though. Yeah, this that's is, the thing. This is sealed. This makes no sense. Like, nothing good comes out of this. <clears throat> we we look at this, and we see it, and we're just like, uh, okay, so what are you telling me here? Because this is a, hey, no, everything's fine. The world's burning, but hey, it's okay. Everything's fine. It's just, just get a deal done. If you want to get people to shut up, get a deal done and get your member institutions north of what the Big 12 is getting. That's what you have to do. That's the only way you're going to quiet people is it can be streaming. It could be Fox. It could be ESPN. It doesn't matter. All that matters is the amount of money you get. And if it's north of the Big 12, then that's fine. If it's south of the Big 12, you got a big problem on your hands. That's it. So keep your mouth shut. You don't need to make a big statement because when you make a statement like this saying everything is fine, nothing is fine. What you're telling me with these statements is that it's a bleep show going on in that conference office right now. It's like when a guy comes in and calls himself an alpha male. He's not an alpha. When a guy comes in and says that he's a great leader, he's not a great leader. When people have to tell you what you are or what's going on, it's the exact opposite. 
It really is. And when you have to release a statement and say, hey, no, 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 we're all buddy-buddy. Everything's good. Everything's fine. We're all getting along, and we're going to get this thing done. Just be cool. All hell's breaking loose. This does not bring any confidence whatsoever. If you're a Utah fan right now and you see this statement, are you like, oh, oh, oh good. Oh, we're good. Oh, no, no, everything's fine. Everything's good. No, no, this makes it worse. So glad that they put this out. I feel better. I was so nervous. Guys, I was really nervous about our conference. But because of this, I feel much better about how things are going. You think this comes from your mark? Uh, or or, or cough, I mean? Is this probably handed down? Like, is George sitting in his desk and scoots forward and says, "Guys, we need a release," or is this something that some other talking heads are there's, throwing together and they don't even get it? They're like, "Oh, we'll just put this out." There's so many companies out there that are that are just scared to death about social media, and a lot of people that I know and trust that I think are brilliant people, but they get swayed by what people say on Twitter. And what social media says. Way too much. And and so they react really quickly and way sooner than they should based on what they're seeing in social media. So when this when all of a sudden you start feeling all this negative press, some some PR lackeys going up to George Klopkoff and saying, We gotta do something. This is bad. We got the narratives, this isn't in our favor. We gotta do something. We gotta put something out. And George is like, Okay, say everything's fine. Okay, I'm gonna write it up and send it out. When in reality, that's what this feels like. Yeah, when you, in re- you nailed it right there. When in reality, all you have to do is just do your job. Just do your job. This is a knee-jerk reaction to a bunch of negative hype from a bunch of keyboard dorks. Yep, that are just firing things around. You don't need to react to it. Let it burn out. It'll burn out. And guess what? Really quells it when you actually got a deal that is worth more than the Big Twelve. And you've shown that you've put the work in, that you've got the contract, that every all 10 universities that remain are committed to fulfilling said contract, and we're all fine and we're moving forward. That's what you need. Not a knee-jerk reaction to a bunch of dorks sending out Instagram or Twitter posts about how the Pac-12 the Pac-12 getting poached by the Big 12 and, and outplayed and your marks ahead of them and don't react to that crap just do your work focus on your work get the deal done you are 100 right man we see way too many people knee-jerk react if you could just give it three to six weeks you will be yesterday's lunch yep nobody will care about you nobody will want to talk about you nobody will be thinking about you don't react you know who else used to react like this larry scott He's always at yeah. like this, like stupid little things like this. It's like, what? Yeah. Larry Scott and Lloyd, I think you and Scotty and me could name a few others Yeah, that we've known throughout the years that just can't help it. They have to do something now or the whole world's coming and down. You pay these money, you pay a lot of money to social media firms and, and they're like, Hey, the algorithms are saying that this is some negative uh, blah, 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 and all these these key jargon words. And you're like, you know what? We're, we're working on it. Well, we got to send out something. People need to know an update. No, they don't. I don't need to know anything. We're working on it. I'm thinking of this from a network side. If I'm sitting down, if I'm one of the networks oh, that's negotiating yeah. with yep. the Pac-10 or Pac-12 right now, I'm sitting there like, what did 
What did they just release? Yeah. Let's see. Let me read this. Based upon positive conversations with multiple potential media right partners over the past week. Huh. Multiple potential media rights. Did, so what did, what, did we, what did you hear in that meeting last week that we had with them? Oh, well, they were saying that they were this, this. Well, what, what deal did we put on the table? We didn't actually put together a deal. Well, they're saying that the, it's positive conversations. We told them that they needed a better footprint. What, yeah. Think about where the media, the actual media partners are reading this. Yeah. Some will be like, multiple, they told us that it was one, it was us. I guess would that be multiple? They're making that sound like, and the other part is if I'm a media provider, I would feel like there's a bit of panic in this. Yes. And I'd sink my feet in a little bit. One thousand percent. Instead of sending a statement, you call up the hammer, you call up, you know, Brett McMurphy or somebody's like, hey, look, we understand there's a lot of concern out there off the record. Just know we're getting close on a deal and we feel really confident about where we're at. And then all of a sudden the hammer, John Wilner or or Brink Murphy, they send out a tweet, write a story like, yeah, you know what? The Pac-12 still, you know, a source close to the situation says the Pac-12 is pretty pleased with where they're at. They're working on some things and they anticipate something's going to get done here pretty soon. Let them do that. Don't don't you release a statement. That makes you look stupid. Re- leak something out to a national college football guy. Well, we just found that Dennis Dodd might be the best one. And put, you know, yep. to attach some brewer to it, somebody with a lot of money in a new stadium. And you're going to have this big old peachy keen, everything's good type of piece. Come to San Diego. But you don't send out a statement like this. Yeah. This is bad PR. I don't know who's advising the Pac-12, but this is really bad PR. It's a bad move. The Pac, the ten Pac-12 universities look forward to consummating successful. And don't say consummating. That just makes you feel gross. It's just a who and why. Who's getting in bed with the Pac-12? Let's find out. Who and why? Who suggested that? Who wrote that? You graduated in this. How? Who, who did that? <laughs> The, the 10 Pac-12 universities look forward to a sexual relationship. Dan, Dan tweets it. Next, the Pac-12 are going to declare Prima Nocta on other conferences. Oh, that's not funny. There was oh, some, you don't want to no, have that's Prima not Nocta claimed at all. There was some early confusion <laughs> on what You that know was. talks have gone really bad if Prima Nocta's been <laughs> claimed. There was some early confusion in what that was. I thought it meant that English law could come in and, and confiscate anything. Well, mm-hmm. kind of. Not funny, Dan. <laughs> Dan also, just because you're listening. getting a laugh out of the other guys. That's pretty funny, Dan. Doesn't mean it's fun. <laughs> you, imagine, hit the old you imagine George Klyovkov claiming prima nocta. <laughs> uh, no, I just can't. I just can't imagine George Klyovkov sitting there looking at this release thinking, this is going to help. Guys, this is going to help. I, Yeah. <laughs> See Mark Durant's tweet? <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> His response to yours? Yeah. Um, you, you look at the reaction that this is getting on social media. This yeah. is the exact opposite. They put out this thing hoping that it would calm social media. Now everybody made it worse. Yeah, that's right. You just dropped an M80 into the uh, into a, a big can of gasoline and just made it worse. 
Oh, thanks. That's a great conference. Like this conference has so much legacy and tradition and so much good about it. And they are just mucking it up. Torching it. Absolutely. And you are right, man. It's the representation of the West. It's the finest universities in, in sports in the West. And you're putting out this stupid statement in a knee-jerk reaction to a bunch of keyboard warriors. What are you doing? Yeah. Just put your head down and work. Get it done. I think we're going to see a number that they're probably a little bit shocked and embarrassed about. Yeah. It's the way it feels like it's going. Yeah. All right. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Dumb wording, too. Oh, boy. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have done this radio thing. Maybe you should have been like a front office guy to prevent some of these things. Yeah, we're not going to send that release. Uh, like somebody there has to look at this and say, are we OK? Look, I think the release is a bad idea. And George like, no, we got to send. OK. All right, George, I get it. You want to release. Can we not use the word consummating in the in the release? I don't know. I really think that hits home what we're trying to get. A, OK, George, maybe. You know, finalizing a deal. You know, there's a lot of other words that we could use. A multitude. A multitude, George. Break out the old thesaurus. Let's see what else we can come up with. I'm really going to put my foot down on this one, George. We're not using that word. How does that sound? Oh, boy. All right. I am still hopeful that the Pac-12 can remain unified, and I'm hopeful that they can find a TV deal because I don't want to see the Pac-12 completely tumble. But it feels like we're getting closer and closer to something like that. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what network you have to have a tryst with to try to figure this thing out, but you got to get it. (laughs) I'm sorry. You, You can't stop. Yeah. What's, Look, they're going to get in bed with somebody, what's and they got to figure this okay. thing out. <laughs> you know what? Knock it off. What's more panicky? Like, let's move on. What's more panicky? Them saying, them having public meetings with SMU in San Diego State, or them sending out this release? Because both of them are panic options. Yeah. Like, this is the worst. <laughs> Come on, Pac-12. Do better. Do better. All right. Uh, Dr. Chapman hanging out with us here in studio, uh, the Lyft Clinic, and and we're just there's a lot of great partners here on this station, and you're certainly one of them because we see and we've talked to so many people that have been dealing with pain, and you know a lot of it too is you know the old analogy of you know throwing the frog into a pot of water and then slowly turning up the heat, and, yeah. and you know and 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 for so many people they just deal with pain for so long yeah. that they don't know what it's like to feel good. And when and when you're able to help them and they're like, wait a minute, this isn't how I normally feel. That's got to be such a great feeling for you. It is. A gr- yeah. Great feelings for them is a great feeling for me. But it really it's very yes. true. Yeah, it really is to see that to see a person kind of come back into themselves and to have have them report back to me on the follow up visits like my kids or my my husband. Mm-hmm. He like. He's like, oh, there's the woman I married, you know, because people start to change. You never really realize how, unless you've suffered with this yourself, you never realize how much this takes away from you, you know, and then you, you just give and all your reserves get depleted 
just to stay even keel, just to stay through your day quasi-functioning, mm-hmm. you know. So it's really worth it to... Think about that. It could really help a marriage, too, like you were just talking about. Really yeah, could. So you, much so. If you're struggling in a relationship, pain makes you do weird things. It does. And it's been great. You've had, I would say, maybe six or eight different endorsements come in. People that have gone through the lift and they've gone through the clinic and the imaging and yeah. and the fix. And to hear their voice, the excitement that's in their voice. You had a former football player um, that came in a couple of times and to yeah. see him be able to return to good, healthy life yeah. and, and to see he's now just a good, solid, fit individual. Be a dad. Be a and dad. affected the way he was with his kids. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I, you know, we, we take in a, we focus on these symptoms, but one of the things that we commonly, we commonly get a positive response. I have one little question on my intake questionnaire and it's uh, bursts of anger. You know, that little fight or flight, that little agitation switch. Um, it's, it's so easily aroused when your head's not on straight. Mm. You know, you can say that figuratively, right? But it's also structurally when the head's not on straight. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're quick. You have this little easy jump relay to activate your fight or flight system. So you're, you're snapping. You snap a little bit quicker. Yeah. That little, that little center in the brainstem, if you can downregulate that, it's tied into all these other – it's tied into, you know, the pain centers and the the breathing centers and all of these things. So We, we haven't talked about this a lot, but Hans and I uh, and our wives have both gone through the assessment and yes. both through the uh, the imaging. And it really is so detailed and so exact that you were like, hey, uh, did you have a car crash, you know, five years ago? Like – the the amount of layers of that onion that you can peel back, yes. it is really a fascinating process. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, that's yeah, – thanks for pointing that out. That that little area that is sort of hidden, tucked away, just right below the ears, right where the head sits on the neck, it's really hard to visualize and it's hard to to access. But here we're we're blessed with having a modality that actually allows us to really see it and measure it. And then we have – standards you know if we know that it's within a certain it's under a certain metric um, parameters it's okay but if it's not then it can really be correlated with those struggle points that you're that are the symptoms and you guys are here to help and it's time to get that help all you have to do is set up that appointment it's a free complimentary assessment including imaging 801-877-1199. If you're dealing with pain, now's the time to get it taken care of. 801-877-1199. Please call 801-877-1199 right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. We are joined now once again by Jason Cole, NFL writer and columnist for OutKick. For years, we always debated, was it Belichick or Brady? Are we now debating, is it Mahomes or Reed? The player's 80% of it because the player has the ball in his hand. Now, that's not to diminish the importance of the 20%. And Andy Reed's record with quarterbacks might be the greatest in football history. He's maximized every quarterback he's ever had. Whether that's Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, A.J. Feely played well. 
fell for him. Alex Smith, Nick Foles, like everybody on down the line has played their best football under Andy Reid. And that's because Andy's really disciplined about how the quarterback is supposed to do things. Andy is aware of everything. Historically, he's not so great at clock management, but he's still won two Super Bowls, so I'll give it to him for that. Catch DJ and PK, mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. The wheel is loaded, and it's time to talk some sports. This is Sports Roulette with Hanson Scotting, presented by You First Credit Union on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Time for Sports Roulette. Remember, Re Medical is Utah's only physician owned and operated wellness clinic, offering ED treatment. It's discreet, non invasive, and customized for your needs. Go to remedical.com today. Hey, Hans, we have a busy week coming up. It's All Star Week. A lot of great conversations, a lot of great insight. Game coming up on Sunday. You want to be listening all day on Thursday. Because every show will be giving away tickets to a big event. I saw the tickets we have. I think it's one of my favorite events. Yep. We will be giving away two tickets to the Celebrity Game on Thursday. DJ and PK will be giving away two tickets to the Rising Star Challenge. Jake and Ben, two tickets to the All-Star Practice. And Unrivaled has two tickets to the actual game itself that we will be giving away. So you better be listening all day Thursday. Yep. Those celebrity tickets will be a blast, though. Dwayne, team Dwayne Wade, Team Ryan Smith, they built a whole group. The other thing, we talked about that comedy tour that yeah. Donovan Mitchell's built. That's something you're going to really want to look into. Heard that Steve Harvey helped him put that whole thing together. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Family Feud, Steve Harvey? Uh-huh. Helped him put that whole thing together. So... It should be a pretty funny comedy tour. Steve Harvey, huh? Yeah. He's not that like nice of a guy. I'm surprised. Oh, is Steve Harvey a bad dude? Yeah, he's just kind of... Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard that. If you were to participate yeah, so. on a game show, how high would Family Feud be on that list? Oh, so to be a participant. Um, it would it'd be pretty high for me, yeah. I think. That could be a fun one. Probably you, Amanda, Rock. Who else are you never, invite your daughters? I've never even thought about that. Who's your... Who, you get five? You get five. So you get four after yourself. Be me, Amanda, and the three girls. <laughs> Rock out? Yeah. I mean, you could use Ryan. Or we're trying to win. Oh. I would put Ryan and Fawn in there, right? No. Dude, I don't think you should be saying some of this stuff. What? He's, I just, a, he's at school, I guess. <laughs> I just still. He would just, all he would do is get up there and try to make fun of me. 
The whole time. <laughs> oh, I've not seen tweets. Has he been tweeting? I haven't seen anything for a long time. No. He's taking a requested Twitter break. You made him delete Twitter, didn't you? I didn't make him delete it. I just said, you're, you're getting a little bit ahead of yourself. Taking <sighs> a few too many shots. All right, let's get to it. Sports roulette. Lloyd, fire up that wheel. Well, hands loved it. Well, I did. Uh, both Babyface and Chris Stapleton. The singing of America the Beautiful and the National Anthem. I thought both of those performers knocked it out of the park. I thought it was excellent. Both of them very simple, a guitar and a yeah. voice. There wasn't a lot of orchestrated noise and mess around it. It was just Babyface, who's got a beautiful voice still in his mid-60s. Yeah. yeah. And still looks in his mid-30s. I don't know, man. And Chris Stapleton. It's the Chris, baby and the baby face is long in the version there with that dude. <laughs> and Chris Stapleton, who's probably in his mid-20s, looking like he's in his mid-60s. <laughs> That's true. The kind of a, a reverse effect. Some hard living there. Both of those guys just sat there with their guitar, their own special arrangement, and beautiful voices, a lot of passion, and it was good. But it was about the only thing that was good from the outside-the-game perspective. Yeah. By and large, the commercials all sucked. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything that uh, moved the meter for me. There wasn't a lot of... Name one commercial other than that Tubi commercial that was in the bad. Name one commercial. Oh, the uh, the, the Breaking Bad one with the, uh, oh, yeah, the chips. I like, that one was I like that. awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, pop, Walt, Popcorners. You get the uh, Walter White and Jesse back together, plus the dude, the... Yeah, uh, Tuco. Tuco. Tuco, yeah. and he dang near killed him because they didn't have a seventh. Yeah. There's one problem with that commercial. You didn't have watch... Have you tasted those things? Oh, they're phenomenal. They're Don't disgusting. even go there. disgusting. What? Are you kidding me? Have I'm, you tasted I know, them? I have not. Oh. They have all sorts of great flavors. I just... They have the cinema flavor that's just amazing. They're horrible. You're making stuff up. No, I'm not. You I'm are, not. because I'm I've, not. I've tried them. I tried the white cheddar. I tried the plain. I tried the Are these the ones corn? that are like supposed to be that good for you? kettle corn's good? I don't think they're supposed to be good for you. Okay. Well. Are they supposed to be good for you? I, mean, I don't or know like, if they're healthy. Or I mean like less bad for you, I guess. I think what they do is they ch- take popcorn and chop it up and press it into Doritos looking. Yeah, hard pass on that. I'm not here for the product. I'm here just for the uh, for the spots, though. They did a great job with the spot. Well, the product's terrible. And I'm sure their product's going to go go soaring because of it. It's all about commercials, man. I saw the Will Ferrell commercial. They tried to get all these big actors. Oh, I, I kind of like the Clue. Or the uh, Clueless. My wife was fired up on that. As a teenager, that was her favorite movie. Yeah. So she, she got all excited about that one. Yeah. I, I didn't get the volume up until maybe you know, the, and that's the other thing too. 10 seconds. We had a lot of people, and there were a lot of kids there. And so I wasn't able to really focus in on a lot of the commercials. Yeah, that generates a lot of confusion. Yeah, a lot of noise. All right, spin it. Can't trade him, just keep him. Is that how you feel about Derek Carr? He's not waiving his trade option. Smart play by him, by the way. Yeah. Not waiving his trade option. So I think he has to be cut by what, February? I think like in the it's next couple of days, yeah, right? They, have a, they had a couple of days. They had a couple of days to do it. 
So essentially, what your guy Josh McDaniels did is he just made this so toxic by benching him that it's really awkward now. They have no choice but to cut him. That's right, because it gave Derek Carr the opportunity to say, yeah, well, look at what they did to me. I'm not being petty. I'm just – they're the ones that put the no-trade clause in my contract. I'm just going to hold them to it. Yeah. They benched me. They gave me a contract. It has the wording in it. Then they decided to bench me. And move on. So here we are. So because the, once the Tom Brady thing went down, that he was retiring. That's like because I think that sounds like that's who they had. Uh, who they were thinking they were going to get. So here's the Raiders situation in a nutshell. They either have to trade or release Derek Carr in the coming days, two or three days, I think it is, or forty point four million dollars becomes guaranteed. Yeah, just keep him. You might as well just keep him. How's In fact, gonna, you know what? I'd get even. You know what? I'd keep, keep him. I'd, no, keep, I'd keep him. I'd keep him, and I'd bench him, and I'd play that out of the fool. Just you know what? Whatever. And just, just pay him. Just pay him, and you sit him on the bench. <laughs> uh, they they won't. Okay, so you could do that. They won't. They're going to release him when he's released. He's going to be allowed to choose where he goes. Where do you think, Saints? Thought I heard that the other day. Yes, it's going to be the Saints. Yeah. Saints. I've heard the Jets because Dennis Allen's there. Come to Denver. That'd be fine. We'll we'll take him. Dennis Allen's there, and remember, Dennis Allen had Carr for how many weeks, Lloyd? Five weeks? Yeah, something like that. Um, In 2014? uh, Speaking of releasing or trading, um, obviously the Jazz can't trade him, but Russell Westbrook is weighing his options. Jazz have essentially told him a couple of different options, just to kind of reset the Russell Westbrook trade. Number one, you can just sit at home, and we'll pay you out the rest of the year. You don't have to show up. Go wherever home is. We'll pay you out through the rest of the year, and you just shut it down for the rest of the year. Number two, um, you can accept a buyout, and we will pay you, you know, maybe two thirds of what's left. I don't know what the number is, but not the full amount. But we'll buy you out on an agreed upon number, and then you can go sign with another team. The Clippers. Paul George has come out heavy in favor of them trying to sign Russell Westbrook if he opens, he gets on the open market. And then the third, the Jazz have relayed to Russell Westbrook, we'll have you a part of our team. You can come into our locker room. You can be part of the team, finish out the year playing, but just know that we are prioritizing youth. And so you may not play. You might get a few DMPs. You may not start, um, but that is an option, and we'd be more than happy to have you. That won't be an option for Russ. I can't imagine option three will be available um, I would imagine it will be option two, but uh, I wouldn't take option one off the table either. Option option two feels better. So I put out that poll question, and I've had a couple of poll questions go around 6,000 votes. Yeah. This one got just over 3,000 votes. Really? Would you like to see Russell Westbrook dress and play for the remainder of the Jazz season? 3,024 votes. The, the results are final. of voters said, yes, let him play. Really? 39.6% of voters said, no, buy him out. So I was pretty surprised. High percentage. And most people are like, yeah, absolutely. He's entertaining. He'll probably continue to lose like he's always done, but at least it'll be entertaining. All right, we'll wrap things up, get you ready for Unrivaled next, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
The All-Star Game is here in Salt Lake City, and The Zone is sending you to all the biggest events. Are you hearing me? Listen all day on Thursday for your chance to win tickets to the Rising Star Game, All-Star Practices, the Celebrity Game, and that, that, that. Listen to me. Listen to Unrivaled on Thursday afternoon for your chance to win two tickets to the All-Star Game on Sunday. Your home for the best All-Star Game coverage in Salt Lake City is right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Have fun at the game. You're locked on to Hans Olsen and Scotty Chin. Chin, Chin. That's right, yeah! On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Standing here beside you Want so much to give you This love in my heart That I'm feeling for you Let them see we're crazy All right, wrapping up another edition of the show, Hans and Scotty, right here on the right here on 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Time for our Titan of the Weekend, Titan of the Game. I'm going to spread it over a couple of games. Larry Markinen, 23 points against the Toronto Raptors in a surprising win. Followed it up with 29 against the New York Knicks. So Larry Markinen is your Titan of the Weekend. I'm not giving it to Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't get Titan of the Weekend. Well, I'm not giving it to Terry Bradshaw. You spend three weeks faking an injury. I'm not giving you that. Terry Bradshaw is... What do you think of Terry Bradshaw? He's old and senile. Does he bring anything to the broadcast? No. Is there any value that Terry Bradshaw, outside of just a over-the-top stupid laugh? Here he is. He used to be decent. He used to be decent, but he's he's gone downhill. Well, uh, so he's up on the podium handing over all the trophies. Which is a bad idea. Yes. Because his podium presence in the, what was it, AFC Championship? Yeah. Was a mess. Yep. And here he is last night after the game, uh, ready to talk to Andy Reid. And come on, Andy is going to be a Hall of Fame coach, just won his second Super Bowl. The man deserves better than this. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> Congratulations, Andy. This had to be... um, uh, uh, You've done this before. I remember in the 49ers Super Bowl, nothing until the fourth quarter. And this game, something similar. All of a sudden, your your offense just started going. What was the difference? Well, I I contributed that to the offensive line, Pat Mahomes, and the rest of the offensive players. They did a great job. Eric Bieniemy was tremendous down the stretch there, putting things together. And it was just a... uh, by really by all the coaches, both sides of the ball. Well, like I want to congratulate you, and I know that you're getting up in years now, like me. And I just, I just know that it's got to be a time that where all these Super Bowls, you got to say to yourself, "Time to ride off into the sunset." That's not going to happen, is it? No, no. I'm going to enjoy this one right here. I'm going to okay. tell you, this is unbelievable. Talk. Uh, that. Philadelphia, you did a great job. It was a great game. But how about those cheese? That's what we're talking about. Have a cheeseburger on us and enjoy their Hawaiian shirts. I will. I will. That's right. All right. So there's a couple things. First off, don't tell him to waddle on up there. Knock that off. Come on. The man just won a Super Bowl. Tell him to waddle on up here. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I would have waddled up there and smacked him in the head and taken the mic. Said, go away. Um, And... Guess how old uh, Andy Reid is? 64. On the dot. 
64 years old. Terry Bradshaw is 76 years old. There's a big gap between those two. Don't say you're getting up in the years like, like me. me. Nope, nope, He's nope, not nope. catching up to you. Nope. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. There's a big gap between the two of you. Yeah. So don't and, lump him in. And he's got a lot of years of yeah. coaching if he wants to do yeah. it. So. And, and then don't say have a cheeseburger on us. Andy would never eat cheeseburgers no. unless it was organic. Of course. He's that. <laughs> he's into that forever meat. <laughs> Is that what it's called, the fake stuff? Yeah, I forever? think so. I, I accidentally bought one of those from Carl's Jr. or something. Could you tell the difference? Yeah, oh, tremendous difference. I yeah. spit it out and threw it out the window. <laughs> See, Andy's enjoying himself like a good turkey burger. Like a big, good you know, turkey just, burger. Can I get like a little white meat? I, instead of you know this this fatty red meat stuff, I just can't. We we sh- I should be doing this. I don't know why. I always liked Terry Bradshaw, but the last couple of years he's really gone the opposite way for me. Yeah. All right, Doctor Chapman, hanging out with us one more time. It is the Lift Clinic, and again, if you're dealing with pain, especially above the shoulders, you guys can help out in so many ways. But let's talk about the fact that this is a procedure that is not it's not surgical. You're not, it's not, you're up on somebody's back and cracking joints and doing all that other stuff. Um, it is a, a painless way to relieve a lot of pain that people are dealing with. We got it. Lloyd, turn his mic on there real quick. There we go. It's a, you're right. It's a wave technology that essentially directs a vectored sound wave into those upper neck structures and without a blade, you know, no knives or like you say, no, no manipulation. Um, we can reposition the neck underneath the base of the skull and open that area up. So for dizziness, head pain, brain fog, all these things that yeah. just take a toll on us, we can, we really want to help those things because it makes people better. And that's our goal is to, is to lift you up. That's why we named the Lift Clinic the Lift Clinic. It's to lift you up. It's to get you back to your, your best self. Everybody I think everybody deserves that. Kind of imagine there's a lot of people that come into the clinic that have never even heard of this procedure, that don't understand. Maybe they've wasted 10 years yes. having headaches or 10 years of sleep apnea or 10 years of TMJ or 10 years of struggling. And they come in and they're like, how long has this been around? This, yeah. this is probably yeah. new to a lot of people. It really is. It really is. And then we show them the instrument that we do it on and we kind of let them feel it with their finger. And they're like, that's it. That's it. If it's done right in the right spot, the right vector angle, that's it. That's what it takes. So that's that's what the images give us. That that code, that that calculation yeah. to put the head on straight. Well, and and honestly, as you mentioned, the the uh, the imaging and the assessment that is all free, and so people can come into the office, call, set up an appointment, and they can find out all the information and the ways you can help them, and then they can decide how to proceed from there. But at yeah. beginning, that's a that's a great value for people to understand it is. where they're at. And so if you've like I would just put a, a a plea out there. Like if you've if you've had a car accident and you've been checked out at the emergency room and you're not dead, but you don't feel right, come see us. We can see we can look in that blind spot and we can see we can look at that area and see if there's something wrong there that won't get better until that, that area is fixed. Save yourself five, ten years of suffering we love doing that we love catching it early instead of years down the road 
Call right now. Set up that appointment. 801-877-1199. That's 801-877-1199. Doctor, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Doctor. Thank you, guys. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.